Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Hello, Andrew. Hello, Edwin. I want to continue talking about Psalm 36. Psalm 36, I have it right here. This is the New King James Version, Psalm 36. To the chief musician... A psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, an oracle within my heart concerning the transgression of the wicked. There is no fear of God before his eyes, for he flatters himself in his own eyes when he finds out his iniquity and when he hates. The words of his mouth are wickedness and deceit. He has ceased to be wise and to do good. He devises wickedness on his bed. He sets himself in a way that is not good. He does not abhor evil. Your mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the great mountains. Your judgments are a great deep. O Lord, you preserve man and beast. How precious is your loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wing. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your pleasures. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. O continue your loving kindness to those who know you, and your righteousness to the upright in heart. Let not the foot of pride come against me, and let not the hand of the wicked drive me away. There the workers of iniquity have fallen. They have been cast down and are not able to rise. Not able to rise. That's not where I want to be. No, that is a terrible end. And as you point out in the conversation yesterday, an incredible contrast for the righteous, that though they fall, the Lord will always raise them up, continues to raise them up. And ultimately, in Christ, our hope is to rise, Mm. to conquer death and the glory of resurrection. And so for the righteous, it is about the rise, but not for the wicked. Bringing up that contrast makes me think of Peter walking on the water. Oh, okay. Though he sank, he mm-hmm. turned back to the Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. and the Lord Jesus lifted him back up. Mm-hmm. That's always fascinating to me. I, I try to put myself in Peter's shoes as he's sinking in the water. You remember yesterday we were talking about self-talk. Yeah, we do. The, the kind of things you say to yourself based on who you are allowing to counsel and, and the... And, and what is filtering through your heart and mind. Maybe even sitting by yourself or lying on your bed is one of the pictures we have in the psalm. <laughs> yes. I think about the self-talk I would have had getting out on the water, walking toward the Lord, and then beginning to sink. I think my self-talk would have been, it's time to get back to the boat. <laughs> Peter's self-talk was, it's time to turn back to Jesus. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call out to the one who can save me. I'm going to call out to the one who actually was walking me on the water. I think that's the distinction between why the wicked ends up lying there fallen. They've got no one to call out to. That's really a great point. Yeah, I like that. When my self-talk, when when my guide is Jesus, when I have stumbled on the way, remember we had a psalm recently where that's what we saw David did. He stumbled on the way. Mm-hmm. What my self-talk needs to say is, turn back to the Lord. His steadfast love is amazing. It's wondrous. It's awesome. I see again, again, hearkening to Psalm 1, the two waves 
the there you know you've got two paths in Psalm one. Here are the two voices or the two counsels. Um, I don't see as much in this one the the call to repentance, but certainly the assurance for the ones that choose to be in the way of the Lord. I don't know. It's just interesting. I, it, it's kind of again I see a warning and a message in this psalm about who you're listening to and what you're thinking on, because uh, it's going to take you places. You and I laugh. Sometimes it takes you places you don't want to go. It, it takes you. <laughs> yeah. And, okay. Let's let's talk about that. that, that, that that's exactly right. And I think this picture here that we have in the psalm, Psalm 36, it, we we mentioned this actually again in our conversation yesterday. I, I hope I hope we're not just rehashing everything from yesterday, but it was a good conversation. We, we talked yesterday a little bit about this progression, and it reminds me of that old saying that preachers used to talk about sin. It'll take you farther than you wanted to go, keep you longer than you wanted to stay, cost you more than you wanted to pay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is exactly what we see here. We see the progression. Yesterday, we highlighted as we we're connecting Psalm 36 to Psalm 1, Psalm 1 gives us the progression of walking in the counsel of the wicked to standing in the way of the sinners to sitting in the seat of the scoffers. There's like this, there's this, uh, it's a, it's not a progression. It's a digression. It's, it's Mm. from being active down to just being settled and entrenched. And now here in Psalm 36, it's like the picture is completed because now we're lying in the bed of the schemers and the plotters. And it's Mm -hmm. Every thought is only evil continually. Mm, yeah. Waking and sleeping. Verse four, he devises wickedness on his bed. He set himself in a way that is not good. He does not abhor evil, uh, which really tells you something about an attitude that the righteous ought to have about evil to abhor it. Mm. But on this on this idea of the, the progression, like you talked about, it puts me in mind uh, when I was in uh, high school, I was taking language. I was taking Spanish and I took it for like three years. And truly, if you don't use it, you lose it. Now I've got daughters, one in high school, one in middle school, they're taking Spanish and I really cannot hang with them. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember a friend in high school, she was really good at Spanish. I mean, just top of the class fluent, I guess is the word I'm looking for. And uh, she was just sharing with the class. She knew she had unlocked this language When she started dreaming in Spanish, Mm. this psalm brings that to my mind, this idea of of lying in the bed and thinking wicked things. Boy, you know you are given over to it when even in your dreams and meditations, it is things abhorrent to God. Plotting and scheming to do evil. I do want to maybe make this distinction. I guess it's, it's one thing to have dreams about things that we know about and uh, and have experienced. It's another thing to have dreams that are about plotting and scheming and scoffing. And, and yeah, and, and I think I want to make that distinction. Maybe I shouldn't, but I, I, I do want to make that distinction. Fair enough. So progression, progression. And here's why it's important, I think, for us to recognize this idea of progression is because one of the counsels of sin, as we're we're at the fork in the road and there are the two counselors, the, God trying to fill our minds with his love, his faithfulness, his righteousness, his judgment, so that we will walk on the path of the righteous and we will be blessed and we'll be like a tree planted by streams of waters. And then there's this sin, transgression, that's presenting his own oracle. You know, he's saying things like, no biggie, look, hey, we know you want to get on that other way and that's fine, but why not be on my way for a little while first? You can always get back over there. You can always get on God's way later. Mm. It, it's not a big deal. 
you know, just just this once, just this once, just today. You you can get over there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But once you're on that path, it doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. Uh, and what a lie to tell people. You've got all the time in the world. Let's do it my way for a while when we don't know if we have another day or not. <laughs> but that's a great lie. And, and, and one of the reasons being is I really want to believe that lie. I'd love to think that I've got all the time in the world. Sin always suggests to us that we have at least two more days left. Okay. Which two? You've got today where you can go ahead and sin, and then you'll have tomorrow when you can repent, if you really want to. Boom. Sin is always telling us that. And up until now, sin has been right, Mm. and I think that's also part of what prompts the poor self-talk that allows us to continue Mm -hmm. in sin. Well, sin's always been right up to this point. I've always had tomorrow. But at some point, sin's going to be lying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The thing about it is most people have no idea when that lie actually hits. No, they don't. And here's the other problem. There's not just the problem of I never actually know when the end is going to come. Mm -hmm. The more entrenched in sin I get, the less likely I'm going to repent. Edwin, I I don't know if it's original with you, but you're certainly the first person I heard it from. Very powerful point made in a sermon that it's never easier to turn to God than it is today. You said that, and with great conviction, and I think power, and because it's so true, it's never going to be easier than it is right now to turn to God. I appreciate that kind encouragement about that. It it that's that's one of the things that I've had to learn. It never gets easier. This idea that I'm just going to spend a few moments tonight in my sin, or today, or or this week, and later I'll repent. It just the, the more I sin, the more I want to sin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The less I repent, the less I want to repent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This idea of somehow I'm going to plan to repent, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying there aren't people who have n- not repented late in life. There there are, and that's, you know, God has promised that if we repent, we will be forgiven. I understand, but I, I fear that we have this negative self-talk. It's the oracle of transgression and sin that acts like, hey, you know what? This choice today between sin and the will of God is easy, and it'll always be this easy. It'll always be as easy as it is today. That is not true. When I choose sin today, I become a slave of sin, and it becomes harder to break the shackles of sin. Always. Well, and when you talk about planning to repent, or I like that, sin's telling you you have at least two more days. Uh, I mean, doesn't that really get into grace abuse? Mm. I mean, don't don't we start to violate this Romans 6 idea, shall I continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Uh, You know, that's just all the wrong approach to say, well, I'm going to plan to repent later. I'll get straightened out later. When you're planning to repent, you misunderstand what repentance is. Mm. The planned repentance is the idea that today I'm going to sow my wild oats. Today I'm going to sin. Tomorrow I'll start going to church. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'll check off the boxes that will say, now I get to go to heaven. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Repentance comes from sorrow. Yeah, godly sorrow. When I truly repent, I'm not going to be excited about all these days, nights, weeks, months, years I spent in sin. I won't be, if I'm really repenting, I won't be glad I made the choice to wait and plan for it later. I'll be looking back wishing I had never done any of that. Yeah, it's just right. 
Planned repentance is a terrible, awful thing. Sin takes us from bad to worse. It will not let go of us easily. We are, we're making our bed and we're going to end up lying in it if we're not careful. Thank you so much for listening today. We've got so many things to talk about from Psalm 36. We hope that you will tune in as the week continues. Send us an email. Let us know what you're learning from Psalm 36 or whatever else you're reading in Scripture. You can email us at texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's go ahead and wrap up with a prayer. Holy God, we love you so much, and we pray that your voice, your words, will fill our mind, that we will know you, that we will know the voice of our Good Shepherd, that we will remove the voice, and that you will remove the voice of sin and transgression and its oracle from our heart and our mind, that today we will choose the path of blessing, the path of righteousness, that we will walk with you, our good shepherd. Lord God, we love you so very much. Through your son Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Now we are live. That's exactly right. Deep in the bowels of the Building B Bible classroom. There we go. There we go. Uh, I'm having a great time here sitting in the basement of some good brethren up in Minneapolis. They are good brethren if they keep you in the basement. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty wise. Yes, Is it it a very long chain? (laughs) (laughs) They let me come out for meals.